Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 588. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On this show, we're going to talk about tips to get a raise because bankrate.com did a special survey and found that three in five workers say they haven't gotten a pay boost in the last year. So we're gonna go through the survey, find out what's working, what's not working, and give you some tips on what you can do to help yourself get a raise. This was written by Kellyanne Smith, and it says, the hot labor market hasn't resulted in a pay boost for the majority of Americans. A new bank rate survey finds that among employed Americans, 62% report not getting a pay raise or better paying job in the past year. That's up from last year when 52% said they had not received a pay raise or better paying job. Yet only 25% of respondents in the new survey say they'll look for a new job in the next year. Career advancement often involves a willingness to change jobs, particularly in the early career years, said Greg McBride, CFA, Chief Financial Analyst for Bankrate.com. And then it shows a chart and it says the majority of employed Americans haven't gotten a raise or better paying job in the past year. And it asks, in the past 12 months, have you gotten a raise at your current job, gotten a new better paying job, neither or both? 27% said they got a pay raise. 6% said they got a better paying job. 62% said they got neither a pay raise or a better paying job. And 5%, lucky 5%, got a pay raise and a better paying job. Good for you. The article goes on to say, Mike Nitecki, a licensed paramedic in Longview, Texas, is one of the Americans whose wages flatlined. Because of a pay freeze at his previous employer, the University of Texas Health Hospital System, He hadn't seen a pay increase for the past three years. He's been stuck at a base pay of $43,500 a year with the opportunity for overtime. It basically feels like my pay has dropped each year due to normal cost of living increases, Niteki says. At the same time, my experience and responsibility has increased. The percentage of survey respondents who reported getting a raise was 32% compared with 38% last year. Only 11% of respondents got a better paying job, also down from 18% last year. Percentages include those who received both or 5% of respondents. Niteki got both a new job and a raise. He describes feeling frustrated, but he reached a turning point when one of his friends sent him an article that said the only way to get a pay increase in the current economy would be to switch jobs. So he set off on a hunt for a new one and found a similar paramedic job elsewhere with a decent increase and benefits. He started the new job in December. It feels really good because it kind of feels like I'm being paid how much I should be paid, he says. I'm very glad I made the switch. His experience dovetails with a larger trend in the economy. 
While the unemployment rate is a decade's low 3.7%, wages have struggled to pick up. After accounting for inflation, October's average wage had about the same purchasing power it did 40 years ago, according to Pew Research. McBride says the economy might be doing great now, but productivity isn't following suit and can account for why wages aren't growing. The economy might be doing better, but employees aren't cranking out more input per hour of work, McBride said. A technological advancement or breakthrough could help, and in a lot of ways, just how work is done could be more efficient in the workplace. Households in the lowest income brackets were the least likely to report getting a pay raise or a better paying job, with 76% stating they received neither. As a result, the lowest income households, under 30000 a year, have the highest likelihood of looking for a new job in the next 12 months at 42%, compared with just 17% of the highest income households, which are at $75,000 or more. Younger Americans are making moves. Younger millennials, ages 18 to 27, were the most likely age group to get a promotion or new job responsibilities that resulted in a pay raise. They're also the most likely age group to say they'll look for a new job in the next 12 months. Among all respondents who got a raise, 37% reported it being performance-based, showing no difference from last year's survey. About 29% cited raises because of a promotion or new job responsibilities, up from 24% last year. About 27% stated a raise was given as a cost-of-living increase, also unchanged from last year. Just 4% cited a raise for some other reason. So again, it has a nice chart here and says, what was the reason for your raise? Performance-based, 37%. Promotion or new job responsibilities, 29%. Cost of living, 27%. Other reason, 4%. And don't know or refuse to answer, 2%. Although wages are stagnant, most Americans still hold faith in the job market. The survey found that around 91% of respondents cited having the same or greater confidence in the job market than one year ago. Only 9% said they have lower confidence. However, confidence in the job market increased with income. 38% of households earning $75,000 or more had increased confidence in the job market, compared with 24% of households earning under $30,000. The survey also found that raises varied by generation, too. Older baby boomers, ages 64 to 72, had the highest incidence of reporting neither a pay raise nor a better paying job at 79%. This generation is at their peak earning potential, McBride says, and opportunities tend to dissipate at this stage. That doesn't mean it's too late for them to earn more, though. They should continue to grow and acquire more skills, McBride said, and staying on top of technology and being forward thinkers helps. McBride adds that millennials aren't capitalizing on the current opportunity's full potential. Career advancement often involves a willingness to change jobs, particularly in the early career years, McBride said. Yet only one-third of all millennials intend to capitalize on this tight labor market and look for a new job in the next 12 months. McBride said the best way to take advantage of the current job market is to learn new skills and keep current ones sharp. He adds that if individuals can do that at their current job, they should. It's when they can't that they might want to seek employment elsewhere. End of article. So this is really interesting because it's basically saying the very oldest workers don't have much leverage with getting more pay, 
but you can improve your situation either by looking for a different job or increasing your technology or productivity. The younger people are going to do better by basically finding a new job. Just finding a company that pays more, has more benefits, is your best option there. Shop around, see what other companies are offering for your skill set, and keep your options open that you might want to go and look for a new job. Once you have that offer from another company, you can always go to your existing employer and let them know that you've been given a better offer and give them the opportunity to come up on your pay. And that sometimes does work. As this job market gets tighter and tighter, the employee is going to have more power than they've had in the past. During the recession times, people were working longer hours and they had absolutely no power to increase their pay. But now at the tight labor market, you have more power than you think. So I would try to boost your skills as best you can, ask for more money, talk with your boss about that, explain all the reasons why you're worth getting more, and see if you can't get some response there. And also, don't be afraid to sing your praises. If you've accomplished something during the year or you reached certain sales goals or you did something spectacular, don't be afraid to point that out to management. You want to show your value and let them know your value. Sometimes they don't see it without you telling them. And you've got to sing your own praises a little bit. It's not always a comfortable thing, but it can help you get more money in the long run. I will post a link to this article in the show notes and on my website. And if you haven't subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as new podcasts are available three times a week. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.